Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Morning, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. It's Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. On the itinerary this morning, Ben Heisler from BetSided.com in a moment to assist in dissecting the Week 9 NFL card. Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse on Survivor Strategy. And of course, his favorite Breeders' Cup plays. There are a few of them. And it should be a fun day. Go to check out Notre Dame Navy. Couldn't tell you the last time I attended a live sporting event. So a big Saturday filled with sports. Still distraught over what happened last weekend, though. I'm on all underdogs. Dogs dominated, which means so did the sports books for the first time in a few weeks. And I happen to pick either all the wrong ones or I just got some bad numbers and ended up missing the cover. It's going to happen with the variants of the NFL, uh, the coin flips that seem to go your way early on. Look around the corner because they're going to go against you, and people call them bad beats. It's just what happens. Again, it's called variance with these tight numbers. However, we made up for it, and then some with the World Series. Jorge Soler, 35-1 to MVP. Talked a little bit about it on my weekly visits with Molly and Ha and Bernstein and Rahimi this week. We gave it out on BetQL Daily, weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD2, the Odyssey app under the BetQL network, twitch.com backslash BetQL and the BetQL Daily podcast. Yeah, took two shots with former Cubs, Solaire and Jock Peterson. Jock was hot coming in, and he didn't do much all series. Uh, the Solaire angle was just way too much value. The favorites were all Astros. I viewed it as a toss-up of a series, and Soler was just making his way back from COVID. Uh, With the DH in play for the Fall Classic, multiple games against lefties, and once I saw he was in the leadoff spot in Game 1, just thinking that, I had to fire. I had to fire on that play, because that would have been brutal. What if I didn't get that in? And then he goes off. I mean, even before the last game, he was the favorite to be the MVP. I didn't think he would get it at that point. 
But then he hit another home run to take the lead, and that was just a moonshot. Uh, he was 6-1, to one, though, going into that last game. So there still was value on the board throughout the series. Uh, that's why I suggest check back. Check back if you have some ideas after watching some of the season or some of these series. Hoping there's a Robbie Ray celebration whenever MLB decides to hand out the AL Cy Young Award winner. Uh, but plenty of baseball coming up at 9 with Inside the Clubhouse. Let's get to the NFL. Our week nine guest here on Early Odds, a longtime friend of the station. His name is Ben Heisler. He lives in Kansas City. Chicago guy. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's a KC guy. We'll have to ask him. Managing editor for Bet Sided at Benny Heis on Twitter. Ben, I feel like, um, I don't know. Where do you call home? Do you call the Chicago area or the KC area home? I know your roots are from here, but uh, you've been in KC for so long. Yeah, it's been now about seven and a half years, like came here in my mid twenties, got married, bought a house, had a couple of kids. So like Kansas City now is home. But when I still sort of talk about going back home, it's still Chicago for me. So I don't know if that's necessarily straddling the fence. My teams still remain the Chicago teams, but I've, I've told my wife and I've told my my two boys, I have a two and a half and an eight month old, that they can absolutely grow up and be Kansas City Chiefs fans because I want their, I want them to be happy. I want them to be able <laughs> yeah. to enjoy their Sundays growing up with that. Uh, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the game and and not have to worry about whether or not it's going to work out every week. I, we're, I guess they're going through it now, but you know, if you had the choice between Patrick Mahomes or Mitchell Trubisky and now the potential of Justin Fields, I'll say, go ahead and enjoy Mahomes. You're two and a half. You should have as much sunshine in your life as you can possibly get. But you didn't say the same for the Royals, right? No, I, okay. if they, if they, <laughs> if they want to take on, you know, the Royals fandom, I suppose that's fine. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of cup games on, on, uh, the, the MLB app so far this year. Uh, maybe that'll change. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll put a little white Sox on as well. I'll, I'll give them a little bit more options. I think my wife who was from Kansas city might have the tougher time with them being white Sox fans, but I think ultimately she doesn't care. Well, those Chiefs, one of the biggest storylines of the week, the biggest line movement we've seen this week with Aaron Rodgers out, Jordan Love in. We'll get to that in a minute, but I know you pay close attention to the Bears. We're going to have to wait until Monday night, and the Steelers are favored by six and a half. At one point this week, it got down to six, but it's six and a half. The low, low total of 39 and a half, which makes perfect sense. A couple of putrid offenses, uh, one strong defense, right? We could say one strong defense. I hate myself for saying it, but I'm looking at this matchup and Pittsburgh is playing better. They're collecting some victories, but I don't want to back Mike Tomlin as a favorite. He has not covered the last five times as a favorite. He's the guy that you want to back when they are getting points. And it's a pathetic offense for the Steelers. Not that it isn't the same for the Bears. We're looking at second worst in the NFL offensive success rate for Pittsburgh. No explosion. Number 28, explosive pass rate. Same thing for play rate overall. So it's going to be a low-scoring game. But the Bears' defense has been slipping, of course. But look at the offenses they went against. It was Kyle Shanahan, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and the Raiders, as explosive as any other team. They just didn't have it that week. I don't love it, but I feel like I have to gobble up the points six, six and a half, even though it's a Matt Nagy team on the road. Right. I, I'm with you, and I think it's going to be incredibly low scoring. Pittsburgh has done well in primetime games at home, you know, collectively, certainly during the Ben Roethlisberger era. Uh, Mike Tomlin went to a certain extent as well. Um, you know, I, I think about a game from a couple of years ago where Kansas City came in and Pittsburgh just blew the doors off of them in that game. Uh, but you're right. It's a very different offense. Ben Roethlisberger is not taking the same type of shots downfield. He hasn't really done that in the last cover, you know, several years. They do have Najee Harris, but they also have an offensive line that might rival the Bears for Mm -hmm. amongst the worst in the league. They actually were ranked bottom five by pro football focus entering the season. And that's not typically what we see from Pittsburgh. I think if you can give the Bears certainly six and a half, maybe even six, the number makes more sense to go towards Chicago. Um, I, I think if there's any bit of positive to take away is that you saw some element of a breakout from Justin Fields. You saw him finally start to use his legs to extend plays a little bit more. And, and the Bears are also good at running the football, which 
occasionally can be difficult on Pittsburgh, but I, I prefer that they do that considering the TJ Watt, whenever they're going to be in mass pass protect situations is going to come out and he's going to take out Justin Fields. So if the bears go back to this kind of, boring laissez-faire game plan where they're running often you're getting Khalil Herbert involved you're letting Justin Fields extend plays they'll hang around it's just a matter of whether or not the defense finally breaks they've been bending for so long but I think they can do enough to keep it within six or six and a half points so I'm with you there I'll side and take the Bears at plus six and a half all right Ben Heisler why don't you uh give us a game that you love 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 for week number nine in the National Football League The game that I love, love, love is actually a game that I was able to jump on early before the line moved. And that was a team that the Bears just saw in the San Francisco 49ers. They are back at home. They're currently at plus one against the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray likely to go, even though most of us thought that he wouldn't be able to go, but he's clearly not 100%. I think the 49ers figured out something on the offensive side of the ball. I think the three consecutive possessions uh, where they scored touchdowns against Chicago, you had Eli Mitchell had a terrific day on the ground. Uh, They started to get into a rhythm and I still, for as much crap as Kyle Shanahan has taken over the course of his career, I, I still trust him to be a solid offensive game caller for this team. And I think they finally got some confidence back. You saw more of usage for Brandon Ayuk, who had an outstanding rookie season. And, and this part, Joe, absolutely blew me away. Did you know that Debo Samuel is on pace not only to pass Jerry Rice for the most uh, 49ers receiving yards in a season, but on pace to beat Calvin Johnson's all-time single season record. He's on pace for almost 2,000 receiving yards. And he has Jimmy Garoppolo throwing him the football. He's having a remarkable year and and no one has really paid attention to it. So all of a sudden now you have Debo Samuel, one of the best NFL receivers factor in the emergence of Brandon Ayuk. They're running the ball effectively. They're protecting their quarterback. Um, And they've also played the Cardinals really well statistically in the past. Like I would back this team. I, I thought they would be two and a half point favorites at home to open up the week, but they opened as two and a half point dogs at home. I really like San Francisco here and I'll take them on the money line as well. Yeah. Arizona, San Francisco. It just reminds me of what we just went through this past Sunday. Every single day, the Dallas, Minnesota line was creeping towards Minnesota. And then we find out, Oh, Dak is out. And we've seen that this week. The look ahead line was Arizona minus three. It opens at Arizona minus two and a half. And every day, it kept going closer and closer to that San Francisco side. So the market is telling us that Kyler Murray is going to miss the game. We found out yesterday, Cliff Kingsbury says it's a game day decision. So we don't know. I don't think Kyler's going to play. I bet San Francisco money line. I'm taking them in the contest. It's a, it's a good spot for them. I didn't think coming into the week, this is where we were going to be. And maybe the team that was once seven and oh is going to suddenly be seven and two. Hopkins also a game day decision. That's right. So, and, and there were some Cardinals players kind of slipping, like, oh, well, I mean, if Kyler's out there, or maybe, yeah. So I, I don't think that Kyler Murray is going to be out there. So there was some value early on in the week. I still think there's a little value as long as it's not at three or past the number of three. Uh, But the other thing that you you know this, Ben, the entire sports betting community is talking about is Cliff Kingsbury. Is it time to fade him? Because what you do is you bet against Cliff Kingsbury later on in the year. And if you've done that his entire career as a head coach, very profitable. Here are his finishes. Since going to Arizona, 0-5. Two and seven, two and five last year. We can go back to the Texas Tech days. Two and six, two and six, two and four, two and eight, one and five. The guy comes in ready to roll at the start of the season. And when the league or when the conference adjusts to him, he has not been able to adjust back. I mean, that's one thing we do know about Cliff Kingsbury. And the question is is it time to start going against the Cardinals? I think so, considering that you're now getting inflated lines for the bulk of the season against Arizona. I mean, the last several weeks, you know, I, I remember that initial game, I think it was either back in week five or week six, where I liked San Francisco uh, to cover, I think it was either four and a half or five, and they ended up losing that game by a touchdown. So they've, mm-hmm. they've hung on. And remember that I think one of the one games that they lost against the spread was back in week two, when Minnesota missed that field goal at the very end of the game in Arizona, that put them at two and oh, 
for the season. So I, I think because of Arizona's start, the line continued to be inflated. You know, certainly Dallas's lines over the course of the last several weeks have started to become more and more inflated. We can talk about them as a potential second half fade as well, mm-hmm. but I'm absolutely with you. There's been enough of a sample for Cliff Kingsbury, especially with these Arizona teams down the stretch of the season where the adjustments are not being made. They've, they've gotten better. Like I, I still look at the team and, you know, in, in some preseason predictions and certainly I got plenty wrong, but I did expect the Cardinals to be a playoff team this year. And they're looking like they're going to be well on their way, but there's still plenty of issues amongst pretty much every team in the league. There's very few per- perfect teams, but I think Arizona is one of those teams, especially down the stretch with a lot of these inflated lines that you can probably get on the right side by going against them. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski at Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest this week, Ben Heisler, managing editor for BetSided at Benny Heis on Twitter. A number of fascinating matchups and point spreads. Early on, we're in agreement here with both the Bears and the Niners. What about the team in your city, Ben? What are they saying uh, with Aaron Rodgers out? I'm sure all offseason, this was circled on the calendar. The Packers at the Chiefs. It goes from a pick out to seven and a half once we got word that Jordan Love would be starting. Funny, last week Aaron Rodgers was out there all by himself for the most part without Devontae Adams, without MVS, and some of their other offensive weapons. And now it's going to be Jordan Love out there. But those weapons are going to be back going against a pathetic Chiefs defense. Mahomes can't stop turning the football over. How do you view this one? The line movement in this game has been remarkable. And I, I'm, I don't know how you felt, Joe, initially when the opening odds first came out for this game, but Kansas City was a two and a half point favorite mm-hmm. at home against Green Bay. That was stunning to me considering what the Packers just did going on the road without their best two wide receivers and beating the last undefeated team for Kansas city to open up a two and a half point uh, favorite at home was stunning, but then everybody watched them play on Monday night football and the odds makers panicked. They realized that the line was wrong and they moved it to green Bay minus one on the road. Well, now the Aaron Rodgers situation happens and we've now seen a nine point swing from Green Bay minus one to Green Bay plus eight. To me, this feels like a gross overreaction. It's still Aaron Rodgers, and I understand why the line would move the way it has. But think about how Green Bay has typically won a lot of these games this year. It's been with a really strong running game in Aaron Jones. They have A.J. Dillon, who's also just a pain in the ass to try to bring down. Uh, They run play action really well. Obviously, Rodgers is remarkable, and they have Devontae Adams, who's going to be back this week. Factor all that in against the Chiefs defense, especially against the run, which has been bottom three in the NFL all season long. They've been just terrible, especially in yards per game. They have been a disaster at stopping the run. Got a little bit better last week against the Giants. In fact, their run defense over the last three games has been better. A large part of that is due to Chris Jones, their outstanding defensive tackle, finally being back. But there's still plenty of issues, certainly at the linebacking core in the secondary as well. But if you're Green Bay and you're already a pretty run-dominant team to begin with, why would that change this week with Jordan Love? That's part of the thing that Jordan Love does really well. He's a dual-threat quarterback. He can extend plays with his legs. Mm -hmm. You already have two very good running backs in Jones and in A.J. Dillon. You can run play action, get the ball out, short crossing routes to Devontae Adams against a bad Chiefs defense. Joe, this is an overreacted line, and I absolutely will jump on board with Green Bay plus eight because this is going to be a closer game than most people anticipate, even though Aaron Rodgers is done. And if you're taking the Chiefs at this point, the only wins Kansas City has against the spread this year are against two terrible NFC East teams on the road at Philadelphia and on the road at Washington. They couldn't even cover the spread at home against the Giants. I I want no part of Kansas City against the spread. I'd much rather back Green Bay with that kind of number. If you want to bet Kansas City, just tease it. I think it's a very teasable line there. And I agree. Then you can get them to a pick them. But I'll, I also think Green Bay's live. So I'm on Green Bay plus seven and a half. Love's been in the system for a couple of years. There is the fear of the unknown, what you're going to get with him. But you laid it all out about this Kansas City defense. They can't do anything. It's not just the pass. I mean, the run is pathetic. And every metric you want to look at, defensive success rate, they're dead last in the NFL. Defensive DVOA, they're second to last. EPA per play, they're bottom three as well. Yeah, 
I like the Packers getting more than uh, a touchdown here. So I'm going to be on Green Bay. All right. We're agreeing again. That doesn't concern me at all. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Saturdays, 8 to 9 on the score. My guest, Ben Heisler, managing editor of BetSided. So we went over Bears, Steelers, Cardinals, Niners, and Packers, Chiefs. There's a few more betting angles that have our attention. So, Ben, stay right there. We'll hit those games next. You're listening to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Score Listener line open 24-7, 365 and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back on this Saturday morning as the weather has turned a bit in the area. Early odds on 670 The Score. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Saturdays 8 to 9 a.m. on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski. In about 20 minutes, we'll visit with Hawthorne's Jim Miller on his Breeders' Cup picks. Let's continue to go over this Week 9 card with Ben Heisler of BetSided at Benny Heiss on Twitter. Sunday night is interesting. Another big story, Ben, with the line movement. It's always about the quarterback or cluster injuries. Not the case in this one. It's about the running back. Derrick Henry is out. The look-ahead line was Rams minus four and a half. Most of the week, it's been Rams minus seven and a half. I know that was chopped down a bit, uh, down to a touchdown at some spots. How is this not drastic overreaction again here? The RB1 is out, and he's the best in the league. I get it, but he's not worth a field goal, right? Derrick Henry was on pace to break his rushing attempts record from last year, get to over 400 rushing attempts, uh, was on pace to get to over 2000 yards again. Uh, and you know, it, it's really unfortunate because he was really on that type of a role, Joe, that you just don't see from guys who had had that 2000 yard season. Uh, I think in all what seven situations where a running back has run for over 2000 yards, every single one of them had run for at least 570 or so fewer yards the previous year. But Derrick Henry was on pace to surpass that until this foot injury came along. So maybe he's that lone exception when we're talking about, you know, positional versatility and understanding the replacement level of that position in particular, you, you see it right now in Chicago. Like there was conversation like from the outside as to whether or not this makes David Montgomery, a possible trade target at the beginning of the week, knowing that you can just plug in Khalil Herbert. David Montgomery is a nice running back. Derek Henry is different because the entire offense 
goes through him. So I don't know if it's necessarily an overreaction from the line, uh, but I also think there is a bit of overreaction to publicly supporting the Rams because they were also in the news this week as well. They traded for Von Miller, add that to a defense that already has Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and they're coming off a nice win. They brought in Matthew Stafford. There's just a lot of excitement right now on the LA Rams and they've already have a head to head win against Tampa Bay. So now you're looking at them as a possible NFC top tier contender. It just feels like one team is going in one wrong direction. Another team mm-hmm. is going in the right direction, but what do we always say? You're not betting the team. You're betting the number. And Derrick Henry, the last couple of weeks has really been a non-factor. He's rushed the ball an average of about 28, 29 times, Uh, run for about 150 yards in those two games combined and did not get into the end zone against Kansas city or against Indianapolis. So the way that I kind of look at it is that they haven't really needed Derrick Henry to win the last few weeks. They've been able to take advantage, have AJ Brown, get open downfield. Tannehill's played better. Uh, They still have a couple other guys that they can run their offense through in the running game, Uh, maybe incorporate some more short passes into the mix as well. They're going to be hurting because Henry's presence on the field makes a lot of sense. And so I think if this line gets down to seven, Joe, and I've actually changed my tune on this, I also saw another trend about how Sean McVay is 13 and three against the spread following a a loss against the spread. So they bounce back exceptionally well. I think if this line gets down to seven, possibly even lower, I will go ahead and back the Rams. But if it's seven and a half or eight, I feel a little bit better about Tennessee. So if you're asking me right now, if the line is at seven and a half, I'll still lean towards Tennessee, but I might wait a little bit too and possibly jump on LA, especially if that number climbs down lower live in the game. It's hard to ding the Rams right now and everything they've accomplished first eight games, a record of seven and one. Um, I understand metrically, like they're number one almost across the board on offense. Stafford has been phenomenal. Maybe he walks away with the MVP. They haven't played anybody. Last three weeks, Texans, Lions, and Giants. We could easily make the case that all of them are bottom five teams. So it's a real step up in class. And maybe that means they've been saving some stuff for Sunday night. I'm actually looking forward to this matchup. It's going to be a good one. Now the Rams are going to start to get tested, have the Titans this week at San Francisco next week. Then they go on by before going to Lambeau. That'll be fun. That'll be really, really fun, especially trying to see whether or not they can hold it together. And also remember this too, the, the Rams, for whatever reason, I guess the bears are sort of lone exception, but they don't typically play well or start off well at home against teams that they should put away quickly. I think about that game against the lions uh, last year when the jets came in that didn't have a win and they ended up stunning the Rams. So sometimes these Sean McVay teams tend to get a little bit high and mighty and feeling good about themselves, mm-hmm. get humbled and then bounce back with all the talent the following week. Mm. Some people got the backdoor cover with Davis mills last week against Houston. <laughs> that and was some, of, some of us did not. If you got an early number in a contest like yours, truly, I, I don't even know that I can say I was on the right side because you're backing Davis Mills. That is gross. Something you don't ever want to do. Our early odds of Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, Benny Heiss, on Twitter. His name is Ben Heisler. All right, why don't you take us somewhere else on the board, Ben? What uh, What's on your mind, a game we have not addressed? There's, there's a lot of really intriguing games that I've been uh, trying to figure out what to do with. I, I know that when it comes to a game that I have no business in watching, but a game that I will bet, especially if you can get it at a line that still includes the Texans at plus seven, uh, them getting Tyrod Taylor back, I think is substantial. Remember the one game that he started this year, uh, they were fav- or excuse me, they were um, home underdogs against Jacksonville. And that was when Jacksonville mm-hmm. didn't have that stank around them. Uh, Tyrod Taylor played exceptional and they actually have a handful of decent guys on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but going to Miami, who's been a disaster this year and every single way, Joe, I, I looked at the Dolphins and the Patriots as viable playoff teams to start the year. I, I thought the AFC FC East was going to send three teams to the playoffs and I couldn't have been more wrong if I tried, uh, but Miami's in complete free fall. The quarterback has zero confidence. And it's because the organization doesn't have any sort of confidence in him. Tyrod Taylor coming back makes a noticeable difference. So if you can still get,
at the Texans. Uh, they were initially at one point plus seven and a half. I still like them at plus seven. Uh, but I, I still think even a plus six or plus six and a half, the Texans are very much in play this week. I see them at six over at points, but how do you feel if we go inside of six? Because so for instance, the circus sports contest, they're typically ahead of the moves. They have it at four and a half. So they're thinking that this is going to come down even more over the weekend. Yeah. I, I think if you go, if you're going to want to jump on Houston, do it soon, which is something yeah. that nobody has said ever this year, <laughs> considering that I think they were what 500 to one at the start of the season to win the Super Bowl. They were dead last, even behind Detroit. So yeah, jump on Houston early before Saturday afternoon or sun, Saturday evening rolls around. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And the other game that I also like this week as it's, well. And we let me let me just add that it's just one of those things where to watch it, you have to bet it with a pair of teams on <laughs> seven game losing streaks to watch it. You have to bet it. So since I'm on the fence and I totally understand two bad teams, give me the bad team that's getting all the points. It all makes sense. But I think in the end, I'm just going to have to walk away, but I'm going to, I hope that the Texans win because that means some people that thought they were trying to scoot by this week in survivor by using the lowly Miami dolphins are going to be bounced. I will tell you one team that I actually am considering in Survivor, and I'm surprised that I didn't even bring it up with you earlier. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, their favorite by six at yeah. home against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are one of those teams where it wouldn't surprise me if they found a way to win this game because they've had those moments all throughout the season. But I think we also were shown on Sunday night that if you can't beat Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys at home, <laughs> you're a bad team. And Lamar Jackson has had a history of dominating bad teams over the course of his career. Like Minnesota's not good. And John Harbaugh coming off a of bye, um, I, I think has been uh, hitting at about 65% against the spread. He's yeah. an outstanding coach coming off of bye. He should run circles around Mike Zimmer. Uh, the line I think opened up at minus five and a half is now up to minus six, I believe over a points bet. So mm -hmm. I, I certainly like the Ravens. I'd probably bet that number up to a touchdown. It's one of those games that I've gone back and forth on. My initial thought without really handicapping the game was take the points in Minnesota coming off a bad performance on Sunday night, they're going to look a lot better. But let's not forget that even though Baltimore didn't play last week, they've got to be stewing because the last time we saw them in the field, they lost by 24 to the Bengals at home, at home. And you're right about Harbaugh. He's nine and four ATS coming off the bye. Very impressive. They have not left the Baltimore area in over a month. I mean, this is their fourth straight home game all around that bye. A uh, couple trends people might be interested in. If you like Minnesota, you're going to hear people say, oh, Mike Zimmer has a dog. He's terrific. He's 18 and 10 ATS. If you don't like Minnesota, you're going to hear people say, well, Kirk Cousins, he's terrible against teams coming off the bye. He's terrible in prime time, bad against teams coming off the bye, one in 10 ATS. I think I'm just going to sit on the sideline for this one, Ben. One thing about Minnesota is, hey, hey, that Justin Jefferson guy, you know, you might want to get him involved more than two targets. I think that's a pretty good idea, guys. But Zimmer has fixed the defense. I know that's not how you win now, but that was uh, that was what they did this offseason. That was their entire goal. Let's fix this defense because they were bottom five. Well, there are some numbers that you could take a look at and say, oh, wow, they're actually a top defense, but it just hasn't equated into wins, which is why you shouldn't care as much about defense anymore. I think that's totally fair. You're right. The yeah. defense over the last several weeks has been substantially better, but you still have to put both pieces of the puzzle together. And in most situations, I would look at Minnesota getting five and a half, six on the road and say they can hang in with anybody, but this particular matchup, um, I, I just don't feel like the number is where it needs to be against the Baltimore team that was embarrassed a couple weeks ago and is coming off a bye. Uh, ben, before we wrap, uh, one more that I want to throw your way. Boy, it certainly seems like people are getting the feeling that the New England Patriots have turned the corner. They are road favorites at the Carolina Panthers, favored by three and a half points. Now, on the New England side, you've got uh, an offense that is more explosive with the rookie Mac Jones. You see the trust there. And Belichick has great history against Sam Darnold, 3-0 and against the spread, beating this guy when they were in the division by 14, by 33, by 35, had better players at that time. Uh, Carolina, we have a hobbled Sam Darnold, and if it's not Darnold, 
that means it's P.J. Walker time. I don't think it's a good option with either of them. They ran the ball a lot last week with Atlanta. We're talking about 47 rushes for over 200 yards. That's probably what they're going to do. Belichick, just over a field goal against Darnold or Walker. Walker's a downgrade, but Belichick knows Darnold as well as anyone. That's when he was seeing ghosts, right? That's right. And it feels to me that it could be a bit of a trap because I'm thinking in that same type of philosophy, right? Like sometimes, sometimes you tend to overthink these certain situations because you'll look at the odds and you'll say, all right, are are the odds makers trying to trap me a little bit? We, we do actually that, that bit every week over at BetSided, where, you know, one of our writers and editors will take a look at at the lines that we feel are the biggest traps of the week. uh, And we'll go through them and try and evaluate and say, all right, uh, this, this line just doesn't feel right. Like there's a college game with, with North Carolina uh, this week, they're they're getting two and a half against undefeated Wake Forest. Is that a bit of a trap? Are they daring us to take Wake Forest? And then we trying to go into the reasoning as to why like this Patriots line kind of feels that way, right? Like, okay, you know their dominance against Sam Darnold in the past. Carolina's been a mess since they got off to that terrific start. Terrible, terrible. They've been, yeah, they've been really bad. They also are likely to get Christian McCaffrey back. And again, we're talking about fixing lines when you have a running back in play. Juba Hubbard's actually been solid in his place. Mm -hmm. So I don't look at Christian McCaffrey coming back as this massive difference maker when it comes to the number and the actual game performance. He'll be great for your fantasy team. He'll be able to catch a bunch of passes against the Patriots. But I, I just have a difficult time, Joe, looking at this number and saying, I don't see a way in which the Patriots don't completely destroy Carolina. I don't know if I'm going to jump on that number at this point. I might consider betting it live, especially if that number goes down a tad, but it it feels, it has all those familiar feelings of, I absolutely should support Bill Belichick here. Yep. It certainly does. It's one of those picks where, okay, if I'm in a contest where I have to make five or six selections, it might sneak in as the last play, but certainly not one I'm as confident in. All right. Ben Heisler, my guest managing editor for Betsided. Follow him on Twitter at Benny Heis. Originally a Chicago guy, always going to be a Chicago guy following those Chicago teams. Are are you rooting for the bears on Monday? Because it kind of hit me the other day, Ben, that I think the bears are going to be involved in this game because the Steelers offense is so poor right now, but so is the bears. Like, you know what? A national stage. If the McCaskies take down the Rooney's, they're going to love that a little (laughs) bit too much, even though Pittsburgh's not that great right now. It, it, is that what they're looking for now? The McCaskey family? I don't know to what they're looking for. I don't wherever know. they can find it. I refer- don't like getting embarrassed on national TV. I can tell you that. Well, that's that's a surprise because it's happening been, a lot. It's happened a lot. I I root for I root for the success of Justin Fields right now. I, I root for progress. I root mm. for eye opening moments, and I root for a positive future for that young man. Well, so Matt, that's Matt, that's kind of where I stand for Monday night. Well, Matt Nagy back on the sideline. It does not count as progress in my world. No, that's perfectly fair. <laughs> Be you, Joe. Be you. All right, Ben Heisler, best of luck this weekend with all your wagers. And uh, I do like that North Carolina side that you were angling at right there. I, I do as well. Pleasure <laughs> to talk to you, Joe. Always appreciate uh, the opportunity to join you. Up next, our weekly contributor, Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim says he has three Three Breeders' Cup plays that he wants to share with you. Jim's been on fire with the horses of late, so I suggest you stick around. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Back here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning, and how about some action for tonight? If you're looking for something to do, come down to PointsBet Sportsbook in Crestwood and Prospect Heights to enjoy Fight Night tonight. We will be showcasing two major bouts for free in Canelo versus Plant and UFC 268 Usman versus Covington 2. And they're going to be showing it at Hawthorne Racecourse as well, where they have another PointsBet Sportsbook. And over at Hawthorne, you'll find a busy, busy Jim Miller today, weekly contributor here on Early Odds. Good morning, Jim. Morning, Joe. And it is a busy day because you figure you got Breeders' Cup races all afternoon long, live racing at Hawthorne. The fights in the evening, combine that with college football, get ready for an NFL Sunday. It's as busy as can be, but that's a good thing. The place is going to be buzzing for sure. 
Yeah, college football. We had our first college football rankings earlier in the week. I think the matchups aren't phenomenal today, but still, of course, a bunch of action to wager on. And in the NFL, I know we got the one game on islands on Thursday and Monday nights, and of course, all day on Sunday. But if you want to bet the NFL, if you want to be profitable, you've got to be working on this every single day. Where are we going to be at? A half dozen quarterback changes this weekend? Think about a quarterback changes and, and for different reasons, too. Some are performance based, some are injury based, some are covid based. You've seen massive movements in the lines for these, Joe. And I think some of them, I think, are overreactions, in my opinion, especially with that line in the Kansas City Green Bay game. But just overall, it's something you have to look at. We saw the Mike White era begin and destroy everybody for Survivor last week for the Jets mm-hmm. against Cincinnati. So it's crazy that in the NFL still you have half a season to go. Yeah. So you bring up last week and I think it's fair to address. So is there going to be that overreaction? Because we are coming off a week uh, that destroyed survivor pools. We'll get to that in a minute. Cooper Rush gets it done in prime time. Maybe it was partly the, the Vikings offense. And also Geno Smith. He just keeps uh, keeps doing fine, even though people doubt him time after time. He's eight. No ATS as a starter in his last eight games. But you let us there. You let us there. Jim, RIP. I know. I'm sorry. It was so bad. All we talked about last week was this was the one opportunity you could use Cincinnati in. And we talked about the fact that nobody that was more than a touchdown favorite had lost all season long. And now there's one, Joe. And I was part of that group. I was looking at it. I'm like, this is the spot to use them. They're up 11 with five minutes to go. You figure you're just fine. It's a quarterback on the other side. That's in his first game of the season, not playing for a very good team, yet somehow he throws for almost 400 yards, and you're still looking at your team's up a score with the ball with three minutes to go, and then Joe Burrow throws an interception, and then everybody's just shaking their heads, and then it's just disaster and dismay all the way around. And Monday, we almost had a massacre because that Giants-Chiefs game came down to the final possession. Second most popular pick of the week was Kansas City. In my pool, 45% knocked out with that big Bengals loss. And then in the Circus Sports, when 44% were knocked out, it would have been almost 80% had the Giants pulled off the big upset on Monday. Jim, I was talking to a proxy out in Las Vegas, Maddie Simo, originally from Chicago. So he's been living it up for Vegas for years. That's what he does. He uh, enters picks for these contests, these survivor pools. He said that there was a family that still had 16 survivor spots alive going into week number eight. How many do you think they used on Cincinnati? Wow, half at least. They used all 16. No, oh no, you can't do that, Joe. You can't do that. Oh my gosh, that's brutal. But that's the way it goes for the NFL. We've seen some of these games. Kansas City, and we talked about that last week, they're a team that's very scary because they play zero defense. And when even when we talked about Cincinnati, that's a team that we used on the other end of things early in the season because we didn't think they were very good, and we used the Bears against them. But, man, that's <laughs> so sad. I feel I, – you know what? I don't feel badly for them. You can't use all your picks on Cincinnati. It's their fault. I agree with you. I'm with you, man. Yes, I understand. It's easy to say when we have the results in hand after the fact. Nobody was calling that Jets upset. However, I have multiple spots in multiple survivor pools, and there wasn't one where where I went across the board on Cincinnati. You can't do that. This is the NFL. We knew it was going to happen one of these weekends. And if I had two spots, I wouldn't use two spots on the same team. You always have to separate because anything can happen. And we've seen that we've seen in the NFL and go look on the opposite end of things. Joe, last week, everybody thought, oh, this is the week the Detroit Lions could get that first win. They could they could go out there and they could beat Philly. Philly's not that good. Philly destroys them and wins by 40. It's just the way it goes in the NFL. But you can never put all your eggs in one basket. In the end, I don't feel that badly for them. Uh, Jim, I know you've got picks on three Breeders' Cup races today. We'll get to that in a quick moment, but uh, let's talk about Survivor for week number nine. Uh, The Bills are the biggest favorite on the board for good reason. They're visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have the most future value of just about any team out there, so I'm doing everything I can to avoid using Buffalo. They still have Jets hosting the Colts, hosting the Panthers, Atlanta, 
Jets again. That could come in quite handy. Buffalo in your back pocket. Uh, Still have not played. Of course, we had that Colts-Jets game on Thursday. The Cowboys have been double-digit favorites much of the week against the Broncos. You know, I'm happy I used up all my Chiefs and Rams spots. Chiefs against Green Bay. Rams against the Titans. That Green Bay KC game is kind of like a primetime game because everybody's going to be watching it, curious about what happens. Can Pat Mahomes turn it around? And then taking the heavy favorite Sunday night football, I don't really want to do that. I'm okay that I used all my Rams spot. It wouldn't shock me if the Titans pulled off the upset without Derrick Henry. Yeah, and it wouldn't shock me either because you look at Tennessee. I mean, they do have multiple weapons, and that's the thing about it. You got A.J. Brown. We have to see if Julio Jones is going to be back and playing. But they do have enough ability. They have enough talent. The Green Bay game, here's the thing. You look back, the Giants just gave KC a game, and the Giants have mm-hmm. nobody healthy on offense. The Packers, they still have Devontae Adams, who's back off the COVID list. You have Aaron Jones. You're going to find out if Jordan loves good, but it could be as much of just the way their offense is set they're going to be in that game. I think they cover that number, so I would stay away from that game for sure. The game that interests me is what's going to happen with the New Orleans Saints because the Saints are playing decent football. And Last week, Jameis went out. Trevor Simeon, who's a guy who won many a game for, for Denver a few years ago as a starter, so they have two quality backup quarterbacks. The number was six and a half. I think they're going to be very tough. They're playing a team that's not very good, and and the Saints have a solid defense. I think the Saints might be the play this week for Survivor. Saints might be the play. Okay, I like having Sean Payton on my side, and I noticed you just kind of uh, skipped that Steelers-Bears game. Does that mean you think the Bears are live on Monday night? I think the Bears can make it a game, and here's the reason I think they can make it a game, Joe. Both teams can play some defense. You look at the total. The the total right now was 40 the last I saw it. That number could even dip. But when you get a number that dips in the 30s, that means it's going to be a tight game throughout. That means anything can happen. Something flukish can happen there. The Bears should have taken the job done against the 49ers last week. And then all of a sudden you had a defensive letdown. It was one pass to Debo Samuel on third and 19. That really changed the entire game. They can stay in that game, and if they can stay in that game, I think it's one of those things. We saw with the Raiders earlier in the year, and, and the Bears beat them and beat them rather handily. I think they can at least keep that in a ball game. Honestly, the Cowboys are the play. There are some opportunities to use them. They're getting the thumbs up on Dak. I feel comfortable with Dallas going up against Denver. Who, By the way, the secret about Denver is their defense ain't that good this year. And the thing about Denver, too, is – you looked and everybody thought, oh, they, they might be really good. They opened the season 3-0, and right. and then all of a sudden it's loss, 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 loss. And then they got back on track a little bit last week. But, yeah, that's a, one of those teams where I think they're okay, but we've talked time and again about the NFL being kind of mediocre. Well, we talk about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are an elite team in the NFC right now. Mm-hmm. They, they're the team that probably should be favored to win the NFC, especially with what's going on in Green Bay. So that could be the play. Like you said, save Buffalo where you can. The NFC is the good conference. Nobody said that coming into the year, but halfway through the season, that's what it looks like. And the Cowboys could be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse with me every single Saturday. And Jim, the people have been waiting on your plays for the Breeders' Cup. I know we're going to hit three races. First hit us, uh, we're thinking mid-afternoon with race number seven. Yeah, race number seven is the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. And remember, these are all million-dollar-plus races throughout the course of the afternoon. We're going to play a horse across the board in race seven. That's the sixth love. This is an Irish-bred speed horse. It's a race that has no pace. And despite the distance of a mile and three-eighths, love should be able to take them all the way around on the front end. Then Joe will go a little bit later in the afternoon to race 10. That's the Breeders' Cup Distaff. We're going to try to pull off an upset here. We'll bet the two royal flag across the board. Eight to one in the morning line. This is a race that has a ton of pace. And this is one of the horses that should be closing late. And then race number 12, the big race on the card, the Breeders' Cup Classic. We're betting the four horse, essential quality across the board. Three to one in the morning line. Remember, this was a horse that was the favorite in the Kentucky Derby earlier this year. Finished fourth, beaten only a length. That's the only loss on essential qualities year. This is a horse that could be very tough and peaking at the right time. But a great card from top to bottom. Great racing at Hawthorne all afternoon. It should be a really good day for horse racing. All right, quick recap. Race number seven, you like the six-horse love. Race 10, 
the two Royal Slag and the Breeders Classic Race 12, the four horse, essential quality, correct? That's right. Let's make some money, build up the bankroll for Sunday. All right, Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Thank you, Jim. Let's talk next Saturday. You got it, Joe. Good luck. Also, big thanks to Ben Heisler for being generous with his time to go over week nine this morning. If you missed it, check the rewind feature on the Odyssey app under 670 The Score. And our producer, Adam Studzinski, will get the early odds of Joe Ostrowski pod version posted shortly. Catch me weekdays on the BetQL Network, 8 to 11 a.m. via 105.9 FM HD2. Twitch.com backslash BetQL Odyssey app under BetQL Network and the BetQL Daily Podcast. All the links posted on my Twitter feed at Joe Ostrowski at Joe Ostrowski. The Sox have spoken. Finally, Bruce Levine and David Haw will attack that next on Inside the Clubhouse. I'm off to South Bend for Notre Dame Navy. Lawrence Holmes told me play the over, so that one's in. Let's hope it cashes. And cash on the NFL and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 